the guy. The guy. The you, kind. What's it called? You're the LOR. What is LOR? What is LOR? Licensee of record. I think it's kind of yeah, it's an internal it. term used for uh, like open uh, scoring. LOR is basically LOR. It's typically your uh, um, affiliate manager. What do you give? Everything, hundred percent, hundred ten percent. I agree. No wonder you guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Maciel on the turntables. Matt Bischel, head of CrossFit social media, sitting in the schoolboy desk because our guests don't fit in there. Aaron Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh, licensee of record of for CrossFit Poipu, uh, president and CEO of the Hawaii Trail Run. And it's also known now as the Kiala Foundation. Of Kiala Foundation. Yeah. Um, and uh, he is about to embark on the opening of a new gym, which is called Kekaha CrossFit. Kekaha CrossFit. Yeah. And um, Aaron Chaperone. Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yeah. Spiritual advisor. Spiritual advisor. Confidant. Then you got Sam mowing down some rabbit food outside. The whole bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Sam eating the veggies. Let's start in the beginning. Not that far back, but how did you find CrossFit? I... Sorry, third podcast of the day. (laughs) So basically, I, I, I was served... I was... Probably about six years ago, I was that went on a trip down to Bali, and I was I went out. I just flew in. I got there a little late, and then came up at a I, I, the waves were like twelve in Hawaiian. They were probably like 12, 15, 20 foot, and I drove straight to the to the surf spot. Kind of jet lagged and everything. And it was pumping and it was going off. And this place called Outside Corners. It's a huge left, and I was like, dude, I'm out there. So I just grabbed my board, went straight out, surfed. Got out there, and the first wave I took off on was like it was just a big wave. Went straight over the falls, got washed in, and basically it was super high tide. And there's this cave that you got to swim into so you don't have to go down the coast. And the thing washed me in, and I was basically swam extra hard to get to the cave. And then next thing you know, I was like, dude, I'm like drowning. It's like, and I'm like, oh crap, this is kind of a situation now because I put all my energy on. I was kind of out of shape, you know, so, and, and I always tried to get in shape, but I could never pull it off. So this is the result. So I was trying to make it to the cave, missed it. And then I, I was like probably about here, about 20 feet away from this rock. And I'm like, dude, this is, I'm swimming for my life. And if I don't get to that rock, I'm basically dead. So I got to the rock and it was the sharpest rock. Like it was like climbing up razor blades, but I didn't care. I climbed up and I was laying on this thing, going, going in and out of shock. Like, you know, was, after I found out what was happening, I was like just pretty much almost dead. Got walked. From exhaustion? From exhaustion. There's this like total, like when you're drowning, it's like, it's it's a situation. Were you scared to death? It's pretty much right there. And it takes a lot for me to like surfing to under, you know, because I've, I've surfed big waves my whole life and I understand what it's like to drown, to like almost drown. And I know the limit you can push drowning. And um, this was that was like right there. Furthest you've ever, closest you've ever yeah, come to drowning? Yeah, pretty much right. No, I've had other times. But many other times. But this was one of the times that was like where I got into CrossFit. And then I came and somehow I got up to the top of this. How old were you? I was about, I was five years ago. So I was like 39. Okay. And I got so past to, your prime. Yeah, past my prime. <laughs> no, I, yeah. 
<laughs> and then I got to the top and I was and I was just like, it's okay, God, I'm either gonna become the fat uncle or you're gonna put me get me in shape. So I just whatever. So went back and you I just, looked up to the heavens and said that? Yeah, well I just got to yeah, however. I just I just remember getting to the top and that was a conversation I had and I was just like, dude, okay, and then I'm gonna become the fat uncle. Or either way I was happy. I gave up already. And then I went came home and my buddy Kai Garcia. I don't know if you know him, he's a he's a pivotal person on the North Shore of Oahu in the surfing What's world. his last name? Garcia. I thought it was a different... There's Borg. another Kai. Kyborg. They call him oh, Kyborg. that's how I know him. Okay. So... So, so Borg's yeah. not his last name? No, it's not. It's Kai okay. Garcia. We'll come back to that story. Yeah. Yep. So, and I've been sober for, you know, bit, my whole crew, I was the guy that got sober yep, first, and then he got sober, and he called me up. He's like, hey, Hoff, what are you doing? Um, I'm, I, I heard you're sober. And he just got sober, so I said, "Yeah, I'll come over and hang out with these." Always, by the way, when you come over, I want you to try this CrossFit out. Garcia says this to yeah. you. So I'm okay. So I fly over to hang out with him, support him, and then he takes me to this CrossFit, and we're like, you know. And how how far after is this from the drowning incident? How many months? Probably like a month. Okay, and how long have you been sober? I've been sober twenty. To, to, at that point. At that point was probably fourteen years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're deep into it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So then I tell. So he's all, come, let's go to CrossFit. And like our relationship is we love to see each other suffer. And it's like we get humor out of watching. That's the entire torture. Hawaiian yeah, it's culture. Yeah, it's Hawaiian culture. We love to make our friends suffer uh-huh. and risk their lives and do all that fun stuff, you know. And, and so I went with him and he took me basically. I couldn't walk and I was pissing chocolate brown. And I didn't know until I took the level one that it was rhabdo. But somehow I like made it through the process of not... You know, I just I just handled. So you fly over what island's he on? He's on Oahu. So you fly from Kauai to Oahu. Kauai to Oahu. He takes you to a CrossFit gym, or you work out in his yard, or we went to like a, a my buddy had a, a CrossFit gym in a storage area. He just had a garage. We went up there and it was just and, it and was they, rough. And they whipped the shit out of at you like five in the morning. And they whipped the crap out of me. Was, and they loved every. They they specifically tortured me for like a week. I could barely walk. I was crawling. And I was like, dude, this is it. This is I love this. He's a hoss too, as I recall. He's a big beast. dude. Yeah, he's dude. a beast. Yeah. He won't brag about him. He's like a world famous jujitsu fighter. Started the Volcom Surf House with the Volcom guys. Is a big wave surfer, like a total like the Huffy's like the unofficial mayor of Kauai and, and Kai's the unofficial mayor of the North Shore in Oahu. And they both like were bad dudes that turn good and run it where they live and are amazing human beings. And what I what island did you live on where you were friends? Kauai. Kauai. We were so, born and raised on Kauai. Okay, so you know him since you were since kids. We were like neighbors, like growing up. Growing wow, up. it's crazy. There'd be two giant men like you that were just yeah. neighbors. There's other giant men too there. Really, uh, a lot of big boys. <laughs> good people, and they're sober now and doing good stuff. So you 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 come back from your trip to the North Shore. Yeah, you're you're you've been rabdoed. Yeah. So then I yeah, and I come and I, not and fun. I, and then I go to Kauai. <laughs> I started to go to Kauai CrossFit. And I did that, and it was, you know, and I just stuck to Who, it. Who's the owner there? It was Jerome. Okay. I forget his last name. Jerome owned it. Okay. And then, so we, I went there, and then I started to, like, and that's when my journey started with everything. And I started to, like, I had a blue van that I had. We called it the armpit because the thing was, like, all cloth <laughs> seats. And it was, it was a Toyota, I think a Previa. I think it was. Did it stink? It was, oh, it stunk so bad. Awesome. <laughs> but I got it for like a thousand bucks because I wanted to bring all my friends. I've been I'm trying to get like I've been over the years. I've tried to help people get sober, 
and they just don't stick. The time, they never put time together, and they always get messed up and go back out. Uh-huh. And then, so then I would just throw them in my truck, I mean, my van, and we'd just go out there. And then through the process of that, I'd be watching these guys stay sober. You know, and I was so slowly putting the pieces of the puzzle together, watching like, wow, these guys are staying sober. They're actually like, you know, maybe this is a When you say coming. take them somewhere, you take them to cross Jerome's take, place, cross yeah, Kauai. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'd have them in the van with me and they'd hear me the whole way out there and the whole way back. You know, we go at five in the morning and then start a day off and come back. So and, you collect drug addicts and drunks, take them to CrossFit Kauai and work yeah. them out and slowly yeah. give them something else to yeah. hang on to. Yeah. Because they weren't ready, they weren't really ready to go to AA meetings and stuff like that. There was just it's just a process for people to like, you know, adjust to be able to emerge themselves into these situations and be able to. So, so when did you make the leap to to, to open CrossFit Poipu? Like probably like five or six months into it, I'm like, dude, I know what I'm gonna do. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna just open a gym down in Poipu, and it worked out. My auntie guys had a little box over there, and then I was already opening the gym before I opening the gym before I even had my level one. And I went and took my level one, and failed it, and I was just like, screw this, <laughs> screw this CrossFit stuff, because uh, I failed it. I suck at tests, dude. Tests are like my, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm like, not a very good tester. Yeah, either. I'm like, I'm not gonna pass this thing, so I gotta name this something else. So I'm like thinking of another name, <laughs> name CrossFit Poipu. And then I just said, screw it. I'm going to go try. I'm going to just go and study this book. And I never studied so hard in my life. Like I lived and breathed, breathed that book for like a month straight. I've been to CrossFit Poipu. That doesn't look like CrossFit Poipu. This is the new spot. This is, well, actually you you came to the one where it was behind the grocery store. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So that we outgrew that. And then the, this is the other facility that I embarked on and everybody said I was crazy. And it was, um, but it all fell into place, like all the pieces. Do you have both? No, so we shut the other one down, and my buddies with um, Longman Jiu-Jitsu, they, t- they took it over, and they just fully do, it's an awesome program they have out of there, and they do kid stuff, and so and then now we're over here. And it's a big facility, it has a massive gym attached to it, and it's... Um, that, 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 that market you were next to is amazing, because you could just work out, and then yeah. just roll over there and eat, and then come back and work, yeah, yeah smoothie, it's yeah. what I did, yeah, and then come back and yeah. work out, and. They must miss you. Yeah, they do. But I, this is like my family. I grew up with them my whole life. I've gone to that store my whole life. So you moved to this place, and we're looking at a picture with 15 kids, 20 kids? Yeah, 40 probably. 40? Yeah, and that's the high school group of kids right there, and all ages. There's some young ones in there that are a little more mature than some of the young ones. So we just, it's, we just separate the ages by maturity. Some kids are more mature than others. It's usually the girls are more mature than the boys. Surprise, surprise. And, and Rory, Zan- you know Rory Zambar? I do. She's, well, yeah, she stepped in and refined this program. Like, I got it to a certain length, to a certain spot, and she just stepped in and just pushed me out of the way and said, let me take this over. And She's, she's remarkable, right? Oh, awesome. She's like, she's like. I want to clarify this program, too. It blows my mind. I don't think it's anywhere else in the world. These guys, these the coaches, like, Ex CrossFit Games athlete Roy Sandbar, three days a week gets in a van and drives around to these kids' schools and homes and picks them up and takes them to this gym, works them out. The armpit them, van? 
Uh, the, no, the, different band? We got leather seat bands now. Yeah, okay, really okay, nice. okay, okay. Um, and they and they teach these kids CrossFit. They provide fellowship and leadership beyond just teaching them how to do a thruster. They, they're these kids use Rory as a counselor, as a as a mentor, as a leader, and then they feed them and they take them back home and drop them off, and it's totally free, a completely free program on the island. And and you know, Aaron is so quick to want to credit a lot of it to keeping people sober because that's his biggest fear and his passion, but. If you want to look at it from a much more macro level, I mean, he is providing these kids with tools in life that these kids are going to be savages. And they're tougher than than a lot of the CrossFitters I know now who are in CrossFit to become mentally tough, to sharpen their axe. And these are eight-year-old kids yeah. who are in the pain cave going deep every <laughs> three days That's a great. week. And, and they like, it's, it's totally like oblivious to them what they're even doing. If you come from the outside and walk in, you're like, oh my gosh. And when you bring a kid, like a, you know, a 12 year old kid that's on vacation with his family, like, oh, bring him down to the kids class. They will get their butt handed to them in that place because these kids are there to murder every single day their workouts. And it's that's so the Hawaiian, That's cool. the Hawaiian yeah. way. Look yep. at that, that kid right there. He's got the eye of the tiger. Oh. The Hawaiian kid? Yeah, the this one, little girl Tori, the one right above above her, will yeah. just crush people. Yeah, she is. She is like <laughs> a look at. She's already got the CrossFit dude. official outfit on. Yeah, <laughs> she knows it too. She that we have a video. Uh, so I know it's on your Instagram. It's on mine too. Of them doing a workout, him versus her racing, and she legitimately beat him. It was like twelve kettlebell deadlifts, burpees, and something. Yeah. And you we, can just see her eye. She's just looking at me, just so <laughs> side eyeing me, just like, dude, I'm gonna crush you, do, Uncle. Do you, do, you, do you hate a burp, burpee, Aaron? Do I hate hate a burpee? Oh, dude, I've done a lot of burpees. I did a donation this year. I was I put up on the thing. I was like, okay, you guys, if you donate, I'll do a dollar a burpee, and then it instantly went up to like seven thousand dollars. <laughs> So now I'm down to about 540 burpees left. Wow, uh, what's your time frame to do it? When I'm done. Oh, wow. I've been chipping <laughs> at it. I have I had this shoulder thing, so I've been kind of like... You're a big yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's almost done. You're 6'3", 6'2"? 6'4". 6'4". What do you think? 6'2". 6'2". It's like a fishing tail. You know, you're always a you're little six, bit bigger. You're 6'24". Um, so, 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 so you... You're, you you lose your virginity in Oahu. Yeah. You practice your craft for five months at CrossFit Kauai. You open CrossFit Poipu. Is your first location the place next to the liquor store that I saw? The market? Yeah. That was, that was the first location. location. And that's where I started the kids program from. The day I opened it, I was just said, all kids are free. And what was that like? And, and what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, six years ago. Okay. So whatever it, that is, it, it, it's 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 a um it's a very unique place for a CrossFit gym. It feels like you're in a basement, even though you're not. Yeah. Like you're underground, but you're not. That was great. Um, you have that parking lot, kind of. Yeah. It was. Um, just, it was yeah. It was pretty. You have that market. Um, who, who came? Who were your first clients? Um. Did you did you start I with just, clients? Did I just you have yeah. Zero I just clients? said okay, it's free for the first. I was just like it's free. Everybody come first month. Let's do this, and people started showing up. Mm-hmm. And kids started showing up, and I had my crew of friends, and and I got my my business partner Jamie Pacheco. He was one of the guys that you know his life's changed. He you know he was back in the scene, you know doing all that stuff, you know, impacting the community in a bad way, and he stepped in a, in a, bad, in a way. bad way. Yeah, you know, like all of us we used to drug deal drugs and you know all that stuff like that. So he's he basically changed his whole life and has come a long way and. Um, 
Yeah, so we made it free for everybody. How do you deal drugs on such a small island? Easily. You just get some and start selling it no, <laughs> like anywhere like, else. I just feel like there's nowhere to hide. Like there's so yeah, few it's, people it's there. The, What's the, what was the population of Kauai when you were 20 years ago? It's probably, it was probably like 40,000. I think it's about 60,000 now. Yeah, I mean like... Probably 30,000. It's, it's I mean, a, did you ever have, like, very, you sell to the local sheriff's kids? Dude, I mean, it's like, a very, the island's very, like, old boys, you know, that old, you know, like, family takes care of family, and it's just, like, people protect people, and it's just, it's so bad. And it's still like that today. It has that today, and it's just, and it's, it's, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, they deal drugs, and it's like, but, and it's like, they bust one guy, another guy takes his spot, and it's, and it's just this, this, major like epidemic that's been going on over there and it's a small island and it's just like it's destroying it's destroying the island what a what a cool opportunity to introduce these kids yeah. to something constructive in their lives before that vicious cycle well, yeah, well, sucks I, them in right when i got sober 20 years ago i couldn't hang out with my friends so i just grabbed kids and i took these kids surfing i would grab them first thing in the morning take them surfing all over the island why weren't they in school just well, they would go to school, but I would like some days I would take them out of school. I'd say, "Dude, the waves are gonna be good. We're going surfing." You know? <laughs> and it was our schools were a little bit more lax back then. You know, my uh-huh. son, I was, my son and them, I was we're going surfing today, and it was like you're forty five, forty five, and it's um when's your birthday? November twenty first. Okay. So I would take these kids surfing, and then eventually, as the kids got older, I started watching these kids just get picked off. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, "Wow, how's this?" These kids are starting, and it would be gradual. They'd smoke some weed. They start to drink, and the next thing you know, then they're just gone. And then I've, you know, meth, I've meth, heroin, pills, whatever. Is meth made on the island? Um, probably. It's, I think you make it with like grocery store things, so I'm sure it's. it's you know, it's like for me, I watch kids commit suicide. I've, I mean, it's the situations I've seen over the years and the people I've dealt with and families, it's it's tragic. And meth it's, is and, tragic. Yeah, disgusting. It's it's all tragic. You know, it's it's just it's just I mean, there's no. Once it grabs hold of you, it doesn't matter. You know, it'll, it'll just, it's tragically destroys families. How did, how did you, how did you get off? How did I get off? Yeah. Well, what? I, my, I just basically, in a nutshell, I was, you know, I had people looking for, trying to kill me. I had cops looking for me and uh, like just deals gone sideways. Yeah. It's just mafia guys. I stole stuff from, and then I had other guys that I owed everybody money. If you were my friend, I stole it from you. Right. And then, and, or just whatever you know, were you ever into heroin? No, oh. I had an opportunity, but I was so addicted to meth that I was like, dude, if I start doing heroin, I'm gonna have two monkeys on my back, and I have a hard enough time keeping this monkey tame. You know, you really had that thought. You're oh like, yeah, all right, this totally. is, all right. And I remember okay. the, toward the end, I remember driving down the road in this piece of crap car, and I'm just like, dude, I'm like, I can't, I can't see my life using drugs anymore, and I can't see it without drugs, you know what I mean? And I was like, and I couldn't, I was possessed, like driving on the road, I, I can't turn this car around. I gotta go to the dope man's house. It's like visually, it's like an outer body experience. Right? Dude, I can't turn this car around. So if you can't see your life still going, being on it, and you can't see without it, the, it's you're, that's suicidal, right? Yeah, you're, then you're like suicidal. I tried to commit suicide several times. And, up around that time? Yeah, cause that was right toward the end. And then I just, you know, just, it went, it went bad really quick and the, but the last straw was I remember like, like my wife found my pipe, and I hit it, and then I just, and then we got to my house, and my friends were with me, and then they dug out, and then she started to confront me, and then I grabbed her, and I body slammed her to the ground. And I was ready to just punch her. I, I never hit a girl in my life. That I was ready to just crush her, like the the flip, 
the switch flipped, and then I was just like, and then I had somebody held me back. I was just like, dude, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? What something's not right? And yeah. Then, then she left me, and then I ended up somehow. My dad bought me a one way ticket, so you know that's like my dad's all here. I'm buying you one. He don't want me back. You know, and my mom used to. I would go home, and she, my mom would grab her purse, follow me around the house, because I would stuff goes missing, errands around, and and then. Then I ended up in the treatment center like right before Christmas. And you're a big strapping fucking. No, dude, I'm freaking. Seventeen year old. I'm like right? ninety eight pounds, oh, soaking wet. Oh, you were that deep oh, into it. Oh yeah. So you were. Oh, wow. So so what were what, what were your poisons? Uh, Everything, whatever is on the table. Okay, give so me you, more of it. So wake up and just throw down a forty in a joint, just, just to start to primer yeah, the day. Just whatever. Okay. It's like when you're to when wake you're up. That, you were already awake. When you're that gone, you're just whatever's. Okay. But meth was mostly my. <clears throat> At that time, that was that was the snort prime. and smoke. Snort, yeah, smoke. I never shot. I was afraid of needles. Smart man. Me too. Man. Well, that could have gone horrible. Yeah. It was already horrible. <laughs> well, that could have gone horrible. And it's so funny. The same way he pours into kids is the same way he probably poured into crack. It's the same way he drinks coffee. Yeah. It's the same way he surfs. It's the same way I ate. It's the same way I do CrossFit. Yeah, you have people we're very that, similar. Yeah, you have people that are extreme, charging. and yeah. you do it for positive reasons or negative reasons, and thank God. Yeah. He's found positive reasons, and then and then that night, well, it's coming to the part where the, like I decided to turn it. I was like, and, and it was Christmas Eve. I tried to commit suicide. I was in a treatment center in a bunk, and they had me in a room with like thirty guys in there, and I was just like in the what field, island on Oahu, Sand so, Island treatment. So your center. dad is giving yeah, you one way so ticket to, a, to a treatment center. Yeah. Okay. And then Christmas Eve, I was just there, and I was just, I just said, I was like, like God, if you're real, you need to come now because I'm gonna come see you. When's the last time you talked to God before that point? I don't even know. Maybe was, ne- ten yeah. years, twenty years. Well, no, I was like always like God, what the hell's wrong with me? Why is everybody this? Like, you know what I mean? Just having that, you know, conversation with whatever's out there. Like, why is these guys? Why is my life such crap? And and then, but then that night, I was just like, okay, God, if you're real, come now. And then, from feeling the most darkest suicidal <laughs> point, I think a human being could ever exist. To this peace that just came over me in that moment in that, that you moment said like that? that it was like a wind blowing Jesus o- punch Jesus blowing punch. over and this peace <laughs> came over me and i just i've never felt anything like it in my life and and this voice just said you're going to be okay and i was just like okay and i felt that I've, i haven't lost that since since then and it's you know people call it whatever they want to call it you know what i mean for me over the years i've struggled with god and all this stuff you know i've i would be in church and I, the guy has his hand up praising, and I'm there in the back wanting to slap him in his ear. You know, I'm just like, I have all these scars from, you know, being brought up in a Catholic school. And it's just like, so for me, it's just like, I've had my own personal relationship that I've developed over the year with God. And it's like, it's, and it's, and it's personal. You know, it's, I don't push it on anybody because it's mine. How, how, old were, how old were you when that happened, that Christmas Eve? I was about 23. And, what what was the next what was the next step did 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 the steps start coming easier did it start flowing oh, yeah. no it... dude it's work after that it's like I had to go through twelve the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and it's basically did you have to go apologize to the mafia guys who were trying to kill dude, you dude I I paid everybody back I did everything I went I went to jail for making amends I did this is gnarly it's like it's going to you, you made amends and someone took you to jail oh, for yeah. that shit yeah this was and I mean I still met like just recently probably about eight nine months ago. You know, I still remember shit that's like, like, 
oh, I remember this guy robbed his house like 10 times, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so you, so, so I, in college, I went away for spring break. Yeah. I came back and my computer was gone. I had, some, no. I had some marijuana. I was at UC Santa Barbara. I had some marijuana plants in the closet. They were gone. Um, all, yeah. all sorts of shit was stolen. Probably okay. one of your friends. Yes. Aaron stole Christmas once. Yeah, I did that. I asked Kai. <laughs> I asked Kai. I like went to someone's house and took all their presents? Yeah. At my house. <laughs> his house. His family's Christmas. That's some real grin shit. So, so, um, so flash forward. Um, the about, about a month, a m- month or two after... Um, I'm, I'm sitting with my neighbor and he's acting really weird. He's probably on meth. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, okay, fine. I did it. I did it. Yeah. I'm like, what? And he's like, I did it. I robbed your house. And you know, he's having some sort of like trip. Like yeah. he was so paranoid. He thought I knew, but uh-huh. I didn't know. So he did it. <laughs> so I'm like, great. Oh. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm like, okay, cool. Where's the shit? So we go over to, uh, he, he was an Asian dude and we go over to his house in LA. We drive South an hour and a half to LA and we go and he has these Asian parents who don't speak any English and who look like they work 22 hours a day you know what uh, i mean to send their kid to college and they live in a tiny little house and so we go into the back where their garages and he opens the garage and there's all my shit and there's all my friend shit and my, you know what i mean everyone shit oh, so yeah. i load it all up in my truck and i bring it back and my friends are like hey dude we got to call the cops i'm like the fuck we do <laughs> and he's like but he stole our shit i'm like dude he gave it back yeah i'm not like yeah but that didn't work out with you. You no, gave the shit back and they out. called the cops on you. <laughs> you must have given it back. Yeah. I mean, I think if someone gives their like, shit and back. I was, like, and I was like, dude, what the hell am I doing this for? But I was, you know, I was told like, I mean, what were my options? I mean, this is the, everything that I was doing that they were telling me to do. My life was getting better. Did you lose your wife? No, nope, we stayed together. She left me and then we, we managed to stay. We've been married 22 years. I think I've seen your wife. Yeah, she's beautiful. She is, I think. She's yeah. a, the Hawaiian lady? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's beautiful. You're right. She's inside out. Like. <laughs> she's a fantastic human being. Unbelievable. Because I, I would have left me a long time ago, so I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? I was t- 21, maybe 22, early 22. Were you high when you got married? Oh, yeah. I was high. And she never got twisted up in that shit? No. Wow. I was good at hiding it. As so you make all these amends yeah and that's the 12 steps and even to those mafia guys that wanted to kill you yeah paid everybody back like, did, tell me about the, how you tell i sorry let's well, go back to the jail thing how do how do you make amends with someone and they still send you to jail Well, it was like i had a stolen car that was it by my parent <laughs> i stole this truck <laughs> from my friends and then i came up and then the the vice were looking for it and stuff like that and then i called them up and then i actually I, I i called one of my friends and then he was a friend of the vice and they, <clears throat> They went over there. They found the truck, and and that was a that's a or that's a story in itself. That truck. I heard that. Yeah, one. Uh, it's, it's kind of a long story. Well, where are you gonna? You're on an island. What are yeah. you gonna well, do? Well, I stole this. Truck? I went that night. I stole this <laughs> truck and I drove it all the way. And I parked it on this thing. I was stripping parts off it, and then I was like, I'm gonna tow. It was hard to do the work because it was over there to strip the parts. So I'm gonna tow this truck. So I went one day and there was all these vice by. I was like, shit. My, vice what? Vice police. cops, the uh-huh. police. Uh-huh. So they found the car that was stolen. So I was like, damn it. So then they turn around, come back up, and I, they went to lunch. So I was like, damn it. I'm gonna, I called my, my brother-in-law and his, well, my, my, yeah, my brother-in-law. And I told him, hey, you want to come help me tow this truck real quick? And he's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went down there. I pulled it down. We went down there, towed the truck up, went over there, pulled it up. Dropped him off. Like, okay, thanks. Right on. And then we're driving back down. The guy, I, I passed all the cops there. They just showed up right after I did the ticket. Oh. And the, 
Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so the it. cops find the stolen truck. They go to lunch. You come and take the truck and move it somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. That's how desperate I am. I'm like, dude, that I, is hard. I need core. my door. So I, you know, I do some crazy stuff to get it. And you're towing it down the street. You can be caught. The street, yeah. Dude, it's the most beat up truck. Like it's <laughs> an eyesore. Towed it right above my parents' house. I had like a little, um, strip yard up there. A little so when you admitted shop. to doing that, you went to jail for that. Yeah. Then I went to jail. Did you have to see a judge? Yeah, I went to see a judge. I was facing ten years and all for a bunch of stuff, and then the and I basically told the judge when I was just honest, I'm like, dude, I'm doing the twelve steps. That's all this um, changed my life. I'm sober. This and the judge is all well. You're the only guy that came into this court that's on. He was giving everybody ten, 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 and I'm just like, well, here I go. And then he was just like, you're the only guy that's came up here and been being honest with me, and I see what you're doing, and so I'll give you thirty days. Oh, and I was just like, wow. 30 days. I was like, <laughs> still, but you know, I got 30 days and then I went to jail and it's like a high school reunion. All my friends were in there and it's like, just, it's crazy. And, 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 the, and, the, and are you going to church at this time? No. Uh, what do you do I to stay in? AA meetings. And how do you actually, stay actually, in touch? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I was just going to AA meetings. And, and you still are feeling this peace? Yeah, totally. I was just like day by day, just like, you know, just <clears> taking the punches just walking out of that old life, you know, and just doing do you have whatever. Kid, do you have kids at this point? I have my two stepkids, um, Kiali and Brooks. And um, are your parents supportive, or have you burned them so hard at this point? They're no, just kind of like they're still leery. Like you know, they remember me like it was yesterday. That never, you know, fam family just you know you scar them so deep that it's they remember it like yesterday. Yeah. They seem from outside extremely supportive and close. Yeah, so but they're very that. supportive of. Them. I mean, they they just like they're baffled. I mean, majority of people in Kauai are were just baffled at what, how I, because I was like the worst case you could be, to actually see like wow, look something happened. What happened to this guy? Something like hmm. really special happened. Do you tell your story a lot? Oh, all the time. It's like it's basically. That's the greatest tool that I have to help people's life, people that struggle. Is like Chris Cooper authenticity. Yeah, we just yeah. had Chris Cooper in here, and he's like, yeah, "Man, if you got it the, is. It's, you know your demographic by your authenticity." And people, that's the one biggest fear is people have is, and that's their greatest tool that they don't access is is their story because there there's so much shame, and so much you know guilt that's carried with it. But when like the twelve steps, I went through it and I was able to deal with it, process it. And that's why people use drugs because they want us to. All the suppressed emotions, they have to numb it. So it's like I've dealt through it all, put it in its place, and, and cleaned it up, and and now it's like the the most powerful tool. Like I can reach people that other people can't reach. Did was there a lot of crying in those in those twelve steps? No, not really, because I was I just was like, dude, this is my one. I'm gonna try this. Other than that, it's done. You know. How, how long does it take to go through the through the? It's constant. Steps? You just got to learn it. it. It becomes a part of my life. Everything that I do in my life is based like I, I run it off how the twelve steps and those twelve traditions are. It's just based. It's and it's and it's it's beautiful. It's like, it's, you know, you make your amends if you screw somebody. You, you just go back and make your amends so you don't have you know constant. It's like maintaining my my ability to be in the moment, stay in the moment, you know and not have all these things that are attaching to me and trying to bring me down. I just deal with it, let it go, process it, and move on, you know? It's My sister's gonna love this episode. 
Yeah. My sister went through the 12 steps. Yeah. She's All 20. Right. I think every human being should go through the 12 steps. <laughs> Whoa, your sister's in her 20s? No, but she's 25 years sober or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's crazy how often he refers to the 12 steps and total other ways of life as a metaphor. One of my favorites is uh, attraction, not promotion. Yeah. And it's how he perceives his Christianity and portrays his Christianity that he's going to attract you to his lifestyle without promoting or telling you what it is. It's working so well for him. And it's what literally brought God into my life was like his spirituality in particular. I, I finally found somebody that's like, you know, not perfect, messed up, you know, has a story, has authenticity and doesn't just like go to church and raise their hands and sing the loudest in the church and dress the nicest and it's raw it's real and it's what it's what's so real about Kauai is in his home and his community that he's created which is funny we haven't even like really touched on a lot of things that that make him so great and he's literally created an entire community around around one the ohana which is family in Hawaii Aloha, which is the love and the care that you give to people, but also through sobriety, through God and and things that could totally attract you if, if sobriety wasn't or God wasn't a priority to you, which it wasn't for me when I met him. And I, I, I don't have a drug problem, but I consume marijuana. And when I went over there and met Huffy, I like, you know, finding God was not the reason I went to meet him and, and also, you know, understanding the importance of the transparency. That Did you have. go there to meet him? <clears throat> no. You I, went there for the Hawaii trail run? No. I oh, uh, just I, showed up on our doorstep. I <laughs> dropped into a class. <laughs> you, you, oh, because you were doing work. You were working in Kauai. You were consulting. Yep. I was okay. working on the big island and mm-hmm. I flew over. Um, something kept telling me to go to Kauai. Uh, I just went through my divorce with my wife and I was definitely looking for some sort of, um, spiritual answers that I, for some reason, something was like, go to Kauai. And, and now I can tell you for sure there was a lot, much larger spirit pulling me there. But Had you heard? It's, it's, it's an infamous gym. Had you heard I, of the I gym? I had just heard about, I went in like October was my first time or November going there. And so I had just seen on Instagram that like Froning was there and um, a couple other games athletes had posted on their Instagram. So I knew that was the gym that had the Hawaiian Trail Run. But the way I go do CrossFit is I literally open my phone up when I get to where I'm sleeping and I say CrossFit gyms near me and I pick the one that's the closest. So it could have just as easily been CrossFit Kauai. I mean, honestly, it was, I did not pick, but I stayed at the Hyatt and it's a half a mile from the gym. And so I was like, well, I'm going to CrossFit Poipu. And I went and I went once and it, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. And then I went again, and that's where Did I Did you met. have to duck your head when you went into the... Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Nothing overhead for you in there? Yeah, totally. Um, but it, it's so funny. And I actually met Eric, one of his coaches, first. And, and Eric and I are, are really close in a, totally, in a totally separate way of just like we love fitness and we experience life at 8,000 miles an hour. And, and he looks like he was put on this earth by the gods <laughs> themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, but um, yeah. him and Freak. him and, and Hoffie, everything about him is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like Hoffy, you know. Uh, but no, him and Hoffy are, are, are such like different characters. I still feel and, like a fat kid though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll forever be a fat kid in my head. Matt, see, that's me too. Me I can be jacked and ripped and like I'm, I'm fat. Same here. <laughs> you gotta have more confidence in yourself. No. Yeah. Okay, so 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 you're in there. Yeah, so and I <clears throat> I went and I had a blast and and I like Eric was like gave me this long list of like hikes that weren't in books and things to do on the island and um 
and I was really had a blast and, and I was like, man, I'm coming back here as soon as I can. Like a month later I was back and then I met Aaron and I was like, Oh my God. Oh, so you didn't meet Aaron on your first trip. Even. No, okay. I didn't. Okay. Um, and, and the second and Aaron time was I, like, you got to meet this guy Bickle. He's got more energy than any. And <laughs> he was right. like a firecracker. Yeah, he is a firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, slow down. This isn't the mainland. <laughs> I was still long ways. I mean, I'm still got a long ways to go on my journey, but I had a long ways to go when the first time I went over there. I was just incorporating fitness into going out of town and like not gaining weight on vacation, but actually going to do fitness for vacation and that place it's it's so set up for that and you and i didn't even know it when i got went there i got really lucky and these guys um you know aaron invited me to a prayer group at his house the second time i went and i went to go and i couldn't find his address and i drove around and didn't find it and thought man i really screwed up it was a really cool opportunity for him to invite me to that and um was super bummed I was like i'm coming back and going to the prayer group so like a month later i'm back again so wait so you got invited to the prayer group you jump in your car you're looking for his house yeah and you can't find his house yep Holy shit! Yeah. Why, why didn't you call him? He doesn't ever set up in his house. I, mean, um, I didn't have his number yet. Oh. I, we he, at, the, at the gym. He's like, "Here's my address," and it's like, if you saw the address, what's your? I you can't say it online, but it's like something something dash a. Oh right, us mainlanders name. don't yeah, get yeah. that. I was shit like, what the hell? I didn't yeah. type into my yeah. address right, and and so I like I ended up not finding it and and being super bummed and thinking like I I almost felt like an emptiness in my heart. Like I missed out on a really good opportunity. They work out at his house too. And, his his house is called the compound and um, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's an absolutely incredible place. That it's it's so much it's, Your parents live there too? Yeah, my my parents it's their house and then my house and my brother's house and my other brother Daryl's house and my other brother Is everyone sober on the compound? No, I'm the soberest one there is. But okay. then yeah, now they're like, like <laughs> my friends that are so I got like Billy and then I've had it's been it's like the only Are your parents sober? Um no, they never really they never really struggled with it. My dad right. drank like that, and you know. But right. his house is a safe place for if, if you're not a drug addict. It's a safe place. If you just moved to Kauai and you don't know anybody, and Aaron will meet you at the gas station and be like, "Oh, come stay at my house. We'll rent you a cheap room." And he's got uh, plenty of places to sleep at while you're at his house. And I, I can tell you that, like, if I was offered a chance to go stay at the Four Seasons or the St. Regis on the North Shore for a week in a suite, or stay in a hut at Aaron's house. I'm staying in the hut every single time. It's Damn. it's real Hawaii. Because that St. Regis is nice. It is a nice hotel. But I, I can, <laughs> the food I, there. And mm. I have the choice every time I go, and I choose to stay at Aaron's house. And it's it's pretty cool. Like when 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 the run comes, we get like there's like 30 people there. It's like a full camp yeah. camp zone. Absolutely incredible, and, and it's, it's not cool. it's not even during the run. Go there, go there tonight. Yeah, there's nice. kids doing jujitsu in the gym. There's people. Coming you have a gym there. Yeah, yeah. People stop by and work out all day long. There's Rory lives there, and Rory's constantly like mentoring a child. You know, like some kids having a meltdown in high school, and she's over there talking to Rory. Juan's the kids' coach, and he lives there, and he's always there's always some sort of adventure. There's always some sort of like, I don't want to say it's stupidity, like a, it's a safe, yeah, total stupidity. Like, let's go jump off this rock today. Let's go diving yeah. in the middle of the night and for spearfishing. Some people's lives over yeah, the years. Just like constantly going 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 and what these guys they really taught me beyond like so many other things they've taught me is that like fitness does not fitness at the gym is just you know a couple hours a day and that like these guys go all day long 24 7 and it's never like oh i worked out today so i'm not going to go cliff jumping or i'm not going to go running on the bay it's just non-stop and their energy is that way and their love is that way and like it's i for the longest time i was calling it the ohana the ancient hawaiian spirits and because i 
just hadn't got thumped upside my head by God. And the story I told in the first podcast, which was after the trail run, sitting in his garage, the prayer group he has every Monday night, everyone's sharing their story. Wait, and, go back. Sorry. I want to start a little bit further. Yeah. So, so then you can't find his house Yeah, and you leave. I got to fly home. It was the last day I was there. Um, I was flying out on Monday night and his meeting was Monday. And I was going to go to the meeting. Why the did you even want to go to a prayer group? You don't, you didn't pray or anything. I know I wanted to go because like I, I, I could tell that there was something special about this dude and, and, and about the community he created. And I was just seeing it in the gym, which is a, a really a small, and, and micro. it's not like a prayer group. Like you think it's like, it's basically, it's a, it's, it's more like, I mean, I get drug addicts. I get dive. I mean, all the games athletes that come through there, they all come to it. And, they, and it's, I like it. Cool. Drug addicts, yeah. games athletes. And it's like, you know, <laughs> both, both drug addicts, a bunch athletes. of normal people, you know, and it's just like, and it's, it's set up to where, you know, people are just become very transparent there. You know, it's the people who start, you know, it's people just like totally drop all their guard and it's a safe place where they can talk and it's not going to be, Broadcast, you know what I mean? It's just that you we got to do there. a podcast out of there. Oh, it'd be yeah, so cool. It is. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm well, joking. The best part is, the no. best part is, there'll be a guy who's like, Yeah, I've been sober for nine days. I hate my life. Blah, blah, blah. And his two minutes, everybody gets two minutes. His two minutes is up, and the next lady's like, Well, I had a lot of laundry this week, and someone was mean to me at the grocery store. Yeah, everyone's got their own set <laughs> yeah, problems. Totally. Yeah, totally. And yeah. it's so cool to see it. But also, what, what stood out to me the most when I finally got to one is the transparency. Like, I, the, wait, wait, sorry. Yes, sir. So you leave. Yeah. You f- fuck up the, your prayer group opportunity. You got to go yep. back to mainland. Yep. A month later. Yep. You're like, and is this for the Hawaii trail run? You come nope. back? Nope. You, a month later, you're like, I'm going back to Kauai. Yep. Did you call anyone at the gym or Eric or so anyone? So I'm pretty good friends with Eric at that point. Um, so you call me and said, hey, I'm coming back. Yep. And you still haven't met Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Start from there. Okay. So I come back and uh, then I like I, I meet Aaron and I'm-, I'm In the gym? Uh, yeah. The gym first. We did that handstand push up. Yeah. Uh, GHD something workout. He smoked me it's the first time we worked out together. That's great. Super competitive. A <laughs> lot of laughing. A lot of lot of just like you know dumb animal hilarity that we both participate really well in. And um and and he he was like, hey, you should come to the prayer group this time. I'm like, man, I'm definitely not going to miss it this time. You know, absolutely want to be there. So did you think he was full of shit when he said he couldn't find it? Or you like, no, uh-huh. there's like people like that all the time. Oh, just whatever. Yeah, I just I don't really judge people like that. I just whatever. They either show up or. Or so, don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Either meant to be there or not. So right. I went, and that's where I heard the drug addict story and the laundry story, and and the thing. It's a I, circle. You guys are sitting in a yeah, circle I mean, in a garage. Yeah. Inside or outside? Uh, it's a indoor. It's a garage with the garage door open, so half the people are outside. It's in his gym that it's in his garage. Yeah. And is it like? Does it start like you're like, hey guys, gather around. We're gonna just yeah, we just, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna do our prayer just, group yeah, now. Yeah. Seven thirty. Potluck dinner. Food, everybody yeah, brings food. Yeah. Okay. And so everyone sits down and starts sharing and, and I'm like, you know, what's funny is there's no God stuff. It isn't a prayer group. There, there was at no point where we like, we were praising Jesus and reading from the Bible. It was, um, everyone just telling their story and, and, and where, where they're at and being vulnerable. And, and the first, the most attractive part to me was the vulnerability at first. Like, wow, these people really like, <laughs> it got me to be vulnerable enough to come in here and talk about obesity. It got me to be vulnerable enough to to admit I don't have it with food and I never will. And I would never say those things and couldn't ever say those things until I learned from these people. And it was something that was so profound to me that I was like, man, I am going to always make sure that I fly in here before Monday night and I stay through two Mondays while I'm in Hawaii. Cause it's always on Monday night. Yep. Yeah. And, um, that, that was, 
that I got to probably go to three or four or five. I got to share one. Someone always starts out and, and, and shares and, and tells their story and then uh, it moves forward and everyone talks and got to do that. And um, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary was happening. And then the trail run happened and that's like where I met Sam. And um, it's where I met a bunch of really cool people. And there, it was the, probably one of the best weeks, if not the best week of my life. And, and and I was there volunteering to help. I got caught up a few times. Hoffy had to reel me in. I was like, I, I really like to work out. So I was like, he needs a volunteer. And I'm like, yeah, but these guys are doing this workout. And these guys are doing this. And I was just like trying to do fitness the whole time. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm here to serve Hoffy. I forgot. Um, but uh, after the end of the week, everyone sat back down into the prayer group. So the trail runs on Sunday. Everyone meets on Monday. And I can remember like three or four stories the most distinctly. One being a girl saying, I don't even do CrossFit, but what I've watched happen in this community over the last couple of weeks has been really cool. And I think that CrossFit is a way for Christian people to, to, or for people that aren't Christian that haven't found God to stay the right course until they do. And I thought that was really interesting. I was like, hmm. And I was like, yeah, but God's not real. So you're not right. And then the next person goes, and, and I, when I say God's not real, I, I think really smart people are able to convince themselves to be an atheist because it's really hard to believe in something that's a spirit that's a, so much greater than you. And so I, I was always on the fence of whether God's real or not. And, and was just to convince myself that there was a greater power, but it wasn't necessarily this guy from the Bible. And so then the next person shares, and it's this old guy, um, this old surfer guy from Oahu. He was a volunteer out on the trail run. The trail run is horrible. I mean, it's any. I, I hate to unpromote it here, but you're gonna get your butt kicked out on this trail. It's gonna be wet and muddy. I define it as either a beautiful hike or a brutal run. <laughs> yeah. You have two options. <laughs> yeah. If you talk to the majority of people who listen to our podcast, it's probably a rousing endorsement. Oh, they <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, beautiful. You'll get your butt handed to you. So he's at the peak of this hill where basically you've just ascended to the through the worst part, and he's like, "I'm standing on this hill." And I'm watching all these people come up off the hill as if I'd, they'd seen God or something. Everyone was smiling so big, I didn't understand what was going on. And, and, and little by little, everyone's telling their story, and they're not talking to me. They're not saying, Matt Bigel, you need to become Christian. They're simply telling their story, but every single person shared the exact same feelings and emotion that I was feeling that I couldn't explain, and they said, and, and it was God. And after like 15 people did it, I'm like, man, what the hell's going on here? Like... And I'm having this conversation in my head with God and with like, are you? And so finally I'm like, okay, dude, if you're real, like show me right now. And like, as, as I asked the question, he pulled my mouth up. I told him on the first podcast, he pulled my, I felt like someone grabbed me by the jaw and pulled me open and Jesus punched me. And we got to use this three times now. I know. <laughs> um, and literally I've, I, the only thing I can explain is like, if you ever stepped into a room and were like, I'm going to marry her or maybe the birth of your children, um, maybe that greatest day of your life. Like that happened to me times a thousand. And I started, and I wasn't even sharing. I was just sitting there listening. I started bawling my eyes out. Like, I mean, I'm about to start crying right now. Like it was so intense and profound. And, and I look and everyone, some like, shaking, some shaking, yeah, totally. Some and, shaking. and everyone there wasn't like, hallelujah it happened like they were like no I told you dumbass like you know they, they were like they, it was no surprise to anyone besides me and i was riveted by it just me, like meanwhile i'm down below just praying that everybody comes through this finish line and we don't lose anybody <laughs> yeah yeah i want to do this again next again. year again again <laughs> yeah and i was on the safety safari so it wasn't very safe i uh, know we, we, we got everybody off but no um and and what's crazy is if the, any proof needs to happen since then, like you guys saw me right after the trail run, and, and mm -hmm. I was saying that was happening and all the things that are happening, and look what's happened. I mean, I, I'm just exploding 
on a lot of levels that that aren't just doing good in my business, which is you know where my focus was before that moment. And the coolest thing is I haven't had to like haven't had to really change my life very much. I haven't had to like go back and make amends or go to jail. Um, I was in a really, <laughs> I was in a good spot. <laughs> Things weren't that bad. And, and, and so I've just been showered with all this extra blessing. And I mean, it, and can you imagine for me, who's a successful dude doing well, like can you imagine these, these kids that like have none of that, that have, that, that literally are given no chances. They're on a, basically a 35 mile prison that if you don't, you know, if you don't have money and you don't have opportunity and really good guidance, you're gonna live a tough life over there. And um, and man, I'm telling you, Hoff is like he's an angel, dude. He's this is a living angel right here. Is have you heard this story before from people in the prayer group? People go what there and have you heard this oh, story I heard before? All, all the time. People, people come to the prayer and group I, and they like, get yeah, they get. I mean, it's yeah, it's different for everybody. You know, I just it's it's but it's cool. I get to see like like for me, I just I I still think like. Oh, I'm not making a difference. I'm not doing it. I'm always so like in the moment. Trying, I'm just like, dude, I don't think I'm doing it. But then I hear stories like Matt's and I hear all these other, I'm like, oh, damn, maybe I am. Because I'll just start doubting myself because it's hard. You know, it's like this stuff is that it's, it's not easy to, to like do what I do. And it's and it's like constantly, constantly pouring out in people's lives, trying to help people. And I mean, that's basically my whole life has just been turned to serving. Give. Yeah, giving. I just give. Cause I and and I've learned to, cause I I does your feel, wife get pissed at you ever? Like Jesus? No, Christ, she right supports now. me. She's just because she knows she she sees all the suffering. She she sees me picking the phone up at two o'clock in the morning. She's been there. You know, she's I'm out, you know, talking a gun out of a kid's mouth, or I'm over here, you know, wiping the kid's forehead because he was bashing his head into the ground, or you know, I'm taking a dad's phone call after his son just got shot by the police because he, you know, just this all these situations over the years. She understands what I deal with, and it's like it, it's crazy, you know. It's I, I wouldn't wish what I do on anybody, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it, you know. And it's like I guess I have the capacity to be able to over the years. I mean, it's hard. I'll break down, you know, and I'll just be like, just like, am I doing? Because I see so much of the destruction, and it's close to home because growing up on Kauai, it's like it's my whole family. I know everybody. I know all the families, and it's like, you know, I watch. I get <clears throat> whenever I meet somebody. Like at the end of this trip, you guys will be like, if I get to hang out with you, you'll be like a brother and I'll carry you with the rest, the rest of the way of my life. Like, like I am with, but I'm like that with everybody. I don't lose friends. I just gain an army, you know, and it's, and it's and the cool thing about Hoffy man is that I, I love to serve and I love to give, but it's, I would, if I was going to walk up and there was a pretty girl and a, and a dirty crackhead and they both needed my help, I would tend to want to lean to the pretty girl and Hoffy would go pick up the crackhead. And that's something that I don't, I... Because they actually I, get it a lot quicker. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> People, the lower they are, yeah. the quicker they are to like, but hey, It's something I envy in him. It's something that, a quality that it's I, broken. I hope I can emulate better because how, do, how does he go to the, you know, the, the people that you really want to avoid? And, and dig in because it's I like to help people that want to help themselves. He's helping people that maybe don't want to help themselves, and it's a Dude, it's I've had like guys like quality. in my house where they're like jaundice throwing up and like just like it's gnarly. I just I don't know why I do it, but it's kept me sober. Oh man, you're you're <laughs> you're you're paying it backward and forward. Tell me about this campaign for Kakaha. So Did I say have, it right? Yeah, Kakaha. Kakaha. Pretty close, Savan. Kakaha. The Hawaiians would be proud. What is um, this? This is. Are they proud camp- of Max Holloway? 
who's Max Holloway? Awesome. All right. <laughs> is he Hawaiian? He, he's Hawaiian. He's the UFC champ that just came out of there. The 145. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch. I I barely watch. I'm not football and all that stuff. It's not okay. You know, I'm not watch that stuff. But yeah, this campaign for Kekaha is we've basically I'm opening a second facility out in Kekaha, and it's um for the kids. It's been Kekaha is a, it's one of the most rural spots on the island, and the um that's where majority of the local people have been pushed because it's cheaper out there. And it's just, it's just. Can we cool. see it on a map, Eric? Oh. So, yeah. bas- so basically, you're kind of okay, you're searching out pockets, yeah. places where you can help. So people have told me I'm crazy for opening a gym out here because there's no money. But I like to do the total opposite. I, I, my, my goal is money's like the last thing. It's like I, I've always learned that I put the the purpose ahead of money because once you put money in the forefront you everything goes to how, how far I, I know the island's small but i've been there it's probably a times. 15 minute drive you know when you're oh, going that's, out to the, okay you know that's the, not the, bad you know when you're driving out to the nepali coast yeah. or going up to the canyon it's the furthest one out there only 15 minutes from 15 your... 20 minute drive oh, okay. from my house oh, okay. and it's um and how far is your house from the gym from the gym the same 15 20 minutes but a lot okay. of people in this community never have crossed the bridge you know they're just stay they've raised up in kekaha that's it Wow, you've chosen a great map, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. God, I had no idea. I had no idea the islands were blue. Yeah. yeah. It must be cold there. The ocean's white. Hey, um, can we try maybe like Google Maps? <laughs> Never heard of it. All right, all right. We'll go with this. We'll go with this. But yeah, so um, Kikaha is like... Does that look accurate? That red yeah, spot? Yeah, that that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call that. that. That's, that's, that's the kind. So yeah, so with Kekaha has basically has been um, so Even how that I'll tell you the story how that all started. So I had a um, like I was mentioning him earlier. I had a dream like so I opened a CrossFit Poipu and the trail run, and then I and the trail run is to raise money for kids. Yeah, it's to raise money for kids, right. basically just so that they can all come for free, so we can have, so we can facilitate basically what we're doing. Right. You know, and this this has been the first year. Was where that I, your idea? Yeah, it was actually one night I was I was t- actually had a dinner with Greg and I was hanging out with Greg and I was just like, well, you know, Greg have, Glassman. Yeah, so I was like, hey, I got an idea. I was, you know, I'm doing this thing. I got, I've been doing it for kids for free, and I'm trying to. And I was thinking about doing this run. And he was just basically like, just, we'll just fucking do it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, just like that. He's all, yeah, and he's all, dude, I'll support you. Whatever you need, just just go for it. So I said, okay. So I had a flyer. I printed this flyer up and I had it for like three weeks, and I was just like, dude, am I gonna do this? So I'm like having this relationship with this stupid flyer for three weeks. Like, cause once I post it, who made the flyer? No I did. Back. With your photo, you got Photoshop skills. I no, I have the flyer. Oh, I can find it for you. It's later. You, is it you hand wrote a flyer? No, we made it. I went to the ink spot place and the guys mm-hmm. made a flyer. So then I had yeah. this. And I'm like, oh damn! I was like, and then I posted it. I just pressed post. Then everybody was just like, oh, you're doing a run. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing a run. And then, <laughs> And then on Hawaii, the thing about Hawaii is when you do an event, everybody signs up the day of. So I had a like a, it was probably like a fifty thousand. I put all my money into this. I'm like, here we go, about a fifty thousand dollar operator, luau's, everything, the whole shebang, and then all the way up to like three weeks out, I had probably maybe thirty people signed up for it. <laughs> and everybody's asking me like, hey, how many guys? Well, there's so many guys signed up. You should go. <laughs> and inside, I'm really just like, oh crap. And my buddy. Bertram Almeida, he's like he's been a pivotal person in this, along with the Knutson Trust. They, um, th- that's that another, was the property you ran. Yeah, on, that's the, the property. Trust. Yeah, okay, those, that, that, that. family's awesome. Do they, you do that every year? The run? Yeah, every okay. year over there. Okay. And then um, 
So, and then Bertram's like, dude, just don't worry. This is Hawaii. Because he does all these other events. And sure enough, we did 300 people. And it was the worst. Mm. Out of all the runs, that was the worst run ever because of the heat. It was actually a beautiful forest that you'd run through. But um, three weeks before, the the company that had trees on there decided to level the trees out. Uh-huh. So I was like tying ribbons. And it looked like a bomb went off in there. <laughs> and then that day was the hottest day of the year. It was like... And pretty much I was running to the store to get water. I didn't have enough water. It was just like a train wreck. How much does it cost to enter? It's like a hundred. It's a hundred something bucks to enter. And then, um, and so then it's, it's become that. a phenomenon now. It's like a destiny. Yeah, How many years is it? This will be the fifth year this and it, year. It's like a, it's a, it, people are vacationing around your Yeah, event. it's dude, it's special. Cause it's like, um, what, what, what month is it? September 15th this year. And okay. that's an off season and the prices are low. The, the Kaloa landing resort helps me with the, with the, it's like the hotels help me with the prices and all the all the stuff that goes on. I mean, the community is really starting to get involved in helping me. Majority and, of my support has been from not on the <clears> island. <throat> it's been from everybody like like CrossFit, PowerDot, you know, the RX Smart Gear and Assault Progenics. Bike, yeah, Progenics, and all you know, all these great people that. You know, they they heard my story and they they just want to pour into this and it's because he hadn't robbed those people yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't experienced yeah, me. Yeah, had the, the island's finally coming around. Yeah. What a, what a resume you have. Yeah, it's, it's, but then so back yeah so this is it's it's pretty special and then like back to Kekaha like I I basically had a dream one night I was like I, I was standing outside of this door. And, and I knew it was in Kekaha, but I didn't really know. What, it was just kind of like a foggy. I didn't know where the building was. And then and then these guys were doing a drug deal out in the parking lot, and I seen them, and I was like, hey. And then they drove off. And then out of the dark, this pack of kids on a bikes on bikes come riding up. All these little local kids are, hey, uncle. So I was like, okay. So And then right there, in some, that's how cross it point. All these things were just like little dreams I've had. And... So I'm like, shit, I got to open a place in Kekaha. And everybody was telling me, dude, you're crazy. Why are you pushing going out there? It's going to be too much. It's like you're overstressing yourself. I'm like, dude, I just, I got to do it because that's how it is. And then, um, and then the night I got the keys, I went out, here's look, it just so happens. Is that the owner? When I got the key this night, I came back, opened those doors right there and it was dusk and dark and there's a drug deal going on right outside the door. So I'm looking at my like, hey, and the guys drive off, and then sure enough, later, thirty seconds later, out of the dark, a pack of kids come riding up on their bicycles, and I'm just like, okay, this is the spot. Awesome! And wow, it's heavy. Yeah, you know, and it's like so the assurance of like, yeah, that's what I found right outside the door. That's per little bag. You had some meth in it. So. Oh, it did. There was yeah. some in there. Yeah. What'd you do with it? I threw so it away. Like, but when I picked it up, I was like, oh, man, the guy left some in there. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. I would have gummed it or something. Right. You know, if I was a good addict, will gum it. That's right. a rookie. Turn the bag inside yeah, out and inside lick it out, or lick something. It or right, something. like, what are you doing? You know, so. But, yeah, so then that's the start of that. And, you know, the amount of, like, I mean, Greg's been awesome. He's helped me. He's he's just, he's backed me all the way. And, and he's, he's, he's never said no to helping me with what I want to do. And he's he's just that's the Instagram account CrossFit K E K A H A. I don't even know. Maybe we started. Yeah, Juan started it. Okay, well then Juan, that's Juan right there. Kikaha. He's a he's a Mexican, but he looks like a Hawaiian, so he'll <laughs> I think they'll accept him a lot easier out there. 
and, and until he starts he, talking. No. <laughs> he, he's the head coach. Yeah, he'll be running. The, he's the head coach out there. And it's unreal. He, he like just like Rory. He just up. He was um, Zach. He ran um, Zach Forrest's gym for in Vegas. In Vegas, and he just straight up rooted himself and moved to Kauai and on the. And who's this dude with the blonde hair? This is Alex, and he's our video guy. He's he's just killing it with the selfie shot. Yeah. yeah. It is worth awesome, dude. And all these guys, it's basically, it's been, it's been volunteer run for years. And it's basically, I think the last two months, these guys have just gotten a paycheck. When's the grand opening? The grand opening is on, on March 3rd. Are there kids working out there already? Yeah, the kid, not yet. So, so right there's the school Mm -hmm. right across the road, right over here on the other side. is. Oh, I've seen him work out at your gym. Yeah. Okay. So that's the elementary school. There's a low income over here and right behind here is the, the, it's the Hawaiian immersion school for the island of Niihau. And that's a private island off the coast that's um, owned by the Robinson family. It's not Robbie Robinson. It's the, the other Robinson. Right, the yeah. big, big time the Robinson. The big time Robinson. How is Robbie? Do you see Robbie yeah, Robinson all the time? Yeah, all the time. Dude. Yeah. He's like, we, like we, best friends. We run hard. Because <laughs> awesome. I love that guy. Um, and then, and so that island, they, they, they bring all the Hawaiian kids from there and they go over there. So we'll be able to like attach to that to that. To the What's this program. island you were talking about? Niihau. It's called the Forbidden Island. And it, uh, how do you get there? Boat? Boat. It's That's west it. of Kauai. Yeah. So it's the. I mean, there's no Americans allowed there, only local Hawaiians. Yeah. Something I, I want to point I, out really quick. Have you been? Have you been? Yeah, I go there. But on the shoreline, you can't go in. La- and I know a lot of people from the Niihau. I, I know all the. Fa- a lot of them work with my brother. So you're going to bring those kids over from on a boat? Well, they're already you? over. They bring them over there so they can educate them. Okay. And then. So you'll swoop them up and. Oh, and they're going to learn all about CrossFit and. Oh, you got a ton of gear. This is awesome. Yeah, so we've been very fortunate. and um, I want to point out all these volunteers really quick, Hoffy. Yeah. These people, no one's getting paid in this room right here. These are all members of his gym, kids from the kids program that are now adults. He's got two of the kids from the kids program who got their L1s and they're going to be coaches. Like, There's an entire mentorship going on here that goes so far beyond just getting the kids picked up from school that like putting so much leadership and guidance in people's lives and also – Teaching people how to give, man. Like this isn't the yeah. trail run. This is six months away from the trail run. This is a Saturday. People are just giving up their time, and it's just a testament to what this yeah. guy does. They, they see the they see the results. Help, you know what I mean, it's, like, up, it's it's they, everybody's <laughs> want they're, they're, like the state is, and nothing against the state and their programs. They're, they're doing the best that they can, but like I deal with all the 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 riffraff and the and it's and it's it's. This is something that's like the people from the state are talking to me, you know, and it's like I'm flying home tomorrow to go to court to a kid's facing like 10 years in jail. And I'm going to go stand for him because I have this other program that I set up that it's it's a 90 day program. They're going to do CrossFit. They're going to do it. You know what I mean? And it's how old is he? He's probably like 20, 19. So so and I know the mom. The mom was my classmate. So I'm going to go there and, and stand in front and say, hey, give this kid a shot. And let's try this out with this program. And if he doesn't, I'll gladly we'll take him to jail. Do you know the judge? Um, I don't know. I haven't been in court for a while, so which is a good thing. <laughs> I haven't had to rob anybody. So the where, judge knows him. Where do people go to jail when you get ten years and you live on Hawaii? Do, do there's come- a, there's a jail, and this is my son right here. So these guys went to the level one. It's my son right here. He's actually just made it a year sober. And he, oh wow, yeah. So it's cool. Like he was just up here with me. He's actually down, and we're like. Like literally, I was just driving with him, and I was like, "Dude, we have the best relationship we've ever had." How old is he? Twenty. Twenty-one. 
What's his name? We'll give start with easy question. <laughs> his name's Cali. Did you think you were gonna lose him, Aaron? He's a cool kid, man. His, his skill set is like pulling yeah. fish out of the ocean and hucking cliffs and skiing, and surfing big waves, and yeah, it's freaking amazing. It's uh, most people lose their kids. That I see. That's what I experienced. And I get, I get to keep them. Congratulations. That's some crazy trauma. And that's your daughter? No, that's Lily. She's a kids program kid that now is going to be a coach. Oh, and man. And the in the community. And Rory, I cry. Rory's Damn it. Coach. Is he is he married? Usually Eric's oh. one that cries. Is your is your is your that's true. That's true. <laughs> got him back. Got him back. Is that back. um uh you don't have to turn my mic off just because I say you cry. So yeah, so now I'm back. I can I can handle this now. So Kiali's he's twenty eight and he's been a year sober. And for me I've I I watch parents not get their kids back. I've watched suicide. I watch people kids you know, I watch kids. I mean, I'm fortunate to be able to have experienced my son, you know, and and it's mm-hmm. and it's because of the environment that I've created, you know, and it's not me that created. It's just I've just basically been just go where I'm told, and have followed what it's, my heart's told me, and 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 it's you're not even preachy like to your son. No, I don't preach to anybody. Yeah, I, you're the not. last thing I do is preach to anybody because I hate when people preach to me. I just want to punch them in the face. Uh-huh. It's just, just, just to me. It's just like, it's it's you, it's for me. It's like you live by action. Actions speak louder than words. And it's like, and for me, like everybody has a relationship with God. Whatever it is, if it's one you don't believe in God, you this, you whatever. And I respect that. That's their, that's their own personal relationship. And I'm not gonna have anything to do with that to make them force them to go in any direction like for me i discovered my own relationship with god by personally having it on my own you know so it's like you're i'm not going to say oh savan you know you need to do this or you need because that's i that's that's not for me to do is that the is that the only way you know to not be preachy is because you don't like it done to you yeah or or, or, from day one i just you know it's as soon as somebody as a site just just shut up uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and that's like honestly that. that's me, I like that. and that's me. It's just, and it's because that's what works for me. I had to like, I, I'll take when people. It's a little bit of that that, that yeah, made you not want to take your L one after you failed the first time. You were kind of like, oh well, fuck you then. Yeah, you didn't tell me shit. Yeah, but then you went back into that stupid it. test. Okay, sorry. Go on. Then, so, yeah, so, so, so it's it's everybody's progressions their own, and I respect that. It's it's and it is what it is. Other, if I tell them, then I start playing God, and it's not my job. It's a, um, it's a, it, it must be just a crazy disruptive force to have a child going suffering. Oh, I have, yeah, I have three nice. kids and I can't, yeah. and they're all babies. Mine are yeah. all babies. I'm the same age as you and I got babies. Yeah. You got one that's Good 28. <laughs> 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 have fun with that. Is, um, is, is that the path? Is, I've heard that about Kauai, that it's a risky yeah, dude, place to raise there's, your there's kids. One, there's one road. There's never an environment like this. And it's like when I, when I was growing up there, the people I looked up to were the, you know, all the uncles at the beach were down there surfing. They're catching fish, they're throwing net, and they're all like, you know, and I'm around these guys, and I mean, they're just like, wow, these guys are freaking badasses. But they're really the guys living in the pavilion, you know, they're the pavilionaires over there, they're the alcoholics, and the, those are the guys I got to look up to, and you know, it's like, 
when I was when I go to parties, you know, I was I turn I was turned into a bartender at the age of five. Right. All my uncles are saying, "Go grab me a beer out of the right. cooler." Right. Right. So there already already people are setting the stage for me it to be that you know, and it's just there there's there's no environment like this over there. How, um, he's twenty eight. You're forty five. So when he was, you were you've been sober for how many years? Twenty years. Twenty years. So he so he knew you. Oh yeah, dude, that kid seen some serious shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, he was my alibi to go out and do stuff. I mean, he was like, yeah, he's seen some serious stuff. Well, congratulations yeah. on. And is he gonna work at? Uh, he K- does, dude. Kaha? He's, he's he's already like a pillar, and the kids just love him. Kids just there's a video of him. If you go to the Instagram, my Instagram, you should see this. This kid's freaking nuts. I taught him well. Did you see him at the um, prayer circle, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Many does, times. Does he live? A the, does he live on, on the there. compound? Uh, he does. Yeah, yeah. I got him in cell block. <laughs> he got little units. It's like it's a cheap little spot, and he's just. Cruising Did you come to Santa Cruz because you knew um, Matt Bickle was gonna be here? Yeah, he was down there. I was actually up in Utah snowboarding. He's like, "Dude, come down." So I was like, "Okay, let's frick, let's just go." Let's go down and say hi to Bickle. So we went down there and hung out with him for a couple of days. And then he said he was coming up here, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to call Tyson. I haven't seen Tyson in a while, and I'm good friends with Tyson. Bitchin'. And he's like, yeah, come on. I'm like, what, should I come up? And I was like, and see you? He's like, yeah, come up, man. I haven't seen you forever. What a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, so, so it's, it's cool. fucking and exciting. See all you guys, too. You know, it's cool. It's like, Is this your first time here? Yeah, it's my first time here. Okay. You're always welcome. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. I, I thought it was going to be something. It's, it's, it's a nice new, and wood. It's a whole new community. First freaking Redwoods. I was out here just like, how's these trees, man? It's freaking... Yeah. I ran the trail, I tripped, fell, dove down, I thought I was going to break my AC <laughs> joint again that just healed. But <laughs> How is your health? My health's good. Yeah. I think. It's pretty Rock. good. Rocking. Strong as me. Almost. Almost. We covered a lot. Yeah, so just like um, back to the Keikaha part, you know. Mm. How, how do people support Keikaha? Well, we're actually starting a fundraiser coming up and we're pretty much going into this with absolutely no money we're pretty much like at our tail end of just going to be back to broke so we're starting a fundraiser and it's going to be it's going to come up rory's putting it all together and it's going to probably be in the next week or so and we're going to do a there'll be a fundraiser and you can go you'll be able to go to the website and donate and we need to raise about a hundred thousand dollars in order to have it run the rest of the year and then um, the, for the both places, um, and that's our goal. Meaning the kids program at P- yeah Poipu and Kekaha and okay. everything. So we're like right about there. A hundred grand will be able to um, take us through the year. Well, send us any media that you have. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we'll work it. We'll push it out to the community. Yeah, you got uh, a hundred grand change. How many kids' lives? Oh, dude, it's it's. Oh, I mean, it's, and, and most people and their parents' lives too. Yeah, and their parents because yeah. it's like there's a whole other side to this that people I I don't really hit on. And it's a whole other recovery side of it that's like that is is massive and it's and there's so many lives that have been changed through the recovery part of it and it's and a lot of it now is we have these people that are in recovery are pillars and role models to these kids and they know it so you know it's like this whole gym is really. When you look at the whole grand scheme of it, it's a whole new cycle that's created around the CrossFit model, how it builds a community, and and it's and it's it's just amazing to see how you know it's like 
like I, I would tell gym owners, if you have a gym, you know, if you, if you were to sit your members and say, hey, you guys, this, you guys are going to, I'm going to start a kid's class and I'm going to let the kids start to come in here. And I just want you to know that you guys are going to be on the front lines of this, helping these kids. And if they, these people, when they get to know, they understand that, wow, I get to be a part of actually saving lives and giving back because everybody wants to give, you know, but they just don't know how. They don't want to give to a resource that's, you know what I mean? If you donate to the Red Cross or all these other places, you're not sure where your money goes. Right. But if you keep it close to home, you'll be able to, like, you know, create a people and an environment in your gym that once that starts to take place and starts to take off, the whole dynamics of the gym, and I don't think gyms are doing this around, you know, I've, I haven't seen any. Maybe there are. But when, the whole dynamics of the gym changes. When what? When, when you... It, when you have kids and, and adults in the classes together, right? You know, and right. and it changes the whole dynamics. It turns it into a family because a family needs right. kids, right? Right. And it needs adults. You know what I mean? Right. If it's not, gyms right now are more focused adults, right? You know what I mean? So once right. you create that, but you have to let your members understand, right? You create it's you create a I think family there are, dynamic. I, yeah, it's interesting. I think there are gyms. It's funny. There are gyms that are like more like family gyms. Yeah, and there are definitely gyms that are more like not, not so much family yeah. gyms, right? And a lot of people who even have families will go to these not so much family gyms. But you're right. Yeah. Because um, communities, community is what having kids is kind of like the god path. If if you yeah. if you haven't embarked on it, there are some things that are, are sort of intangible that can't be explained. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. The, the the profundity of working out with your kids yeah is great because you're getting better yourself but you know you're also being a great role model and like there's yeah. nothing better you can give your kids right yeah totally well, and that's also an opportunity for adults I mean how often do you know 30 well, 40 50 60 year olds interact with you know right. adolescents in something just besides like and that's passing a, on the and street. that's the gap that's missing you know? yeah. right there's a there's a like there's a point in life where your kids are gonna get sick of you. Oh, please don't say that. Oh, they will. <laughs> it's coming. When they get, they're they're going to want to, you know what I mean? They're going to, and that's like, you know, it's just, they just detach from their parents and you want to make sure they fall on a place where the role models are strong. Right. And that's yeah. the gap where they're, they're, they don't, there's no place where that's established. Right. And once you establish that, then your kids, the, 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 the most susceptible time of a kid's life is from junior high to high school where they get picked off. And if you have that set up, that net set up, or that bridge set up with other people, you can walk them across. And that's why our program is, it's all year round, because it's a, consi the, the, it's a consistent bridge for these kids. We basically grab their hands and walk them from junior high all the way through high school to wow. get, them, get them through that point of where they all get picked off. That's where right. they all get picked off. Right. Wow. So that's, and that's the whole thing behind my whole vision is, a consistent because we'll have surf contests it's a day you have soccer it's like a season and then there's this gap and that's all the gaps is where the shit goes bad best thing you ever said to me was I'm taking kids off the streets and getting them jacked yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's so much to that you believe in yourself you believe in yourself way more when you're fit and when you when you know that confidence goes so much further than the confidence of I'm getting high with everybody else because that's what everybody else is doing, yeah. and they're making it the norm yeah, the kids, to get fit. kids building up. Kids usually they tear tear them down. You right, know, ruthless kids are right. Yeah. Uh, when when I made every second counts, I was uh, one of the guys who was in the movie. His name was Dutch Lowy, and one of the things he said is that one of the reasons he does CrossFit is until 
while you're sort of in a holding pattern in your life or anytime you don't know what direction you're going, there's absolutely nothing that can prepare you better than doing CrossFit so that when that challenge does come up, yeah. Yeah. you'll be ready. And it was something that you, uh, one of yeah. you said. That girl said it yeah. in, the, in the prayer group at your house. Yeah, it's like, oh, it it's like, what, like, like what a great lifestyle because yeah. even when things are slow, it's like, yeah, cool. keeps you on the yes. I'm, I'm ready. Yes. And I'm yes, a big I'm fan of like, you know, I use what works and the whole dynamics of like, CrossFit has been the, the, the catalyst of putting this whole thing together. This the community aspect of that was missing in what I was doing, and when that came and I saw that, I was just like, dude, all the lights went off. I said, this is exactly what's gonna, it'll change communities. Yeah, like, especially how we have it built. And and the nice thing about Kika, it's a, it's a small community that's contained. So now we're gonna be able to measure how this is working and and Polynesian is the worst diabetic all the all the worst mm. drugs alcohol all that everything shit, yeah. it's all there so we're going to be able to measure the growth of how this thing is going to affect the community you know and it's and I'm ex I'm so excited for that I mean you really are you're you're altering the trajectory of the community yeah of that entire population and the community's on has. board it's like I mean it's like it's it's freezing in here you can't sweat in here yeah you're right. It is yeah. cold in here, right? That's yeah. a little cold. I mean, there's there's four and a half grown men in here. Sweating? <laughs> no, four, I think Eric and I are both one half, so let's call them even five. I'm four. There's three and a half, half grown men in here. There's three and a half grown men in here. <laughs> three pinner man or two yeah. men. Eric's really strong. Matt's pretty strong, too. Stupid strong. Yeah. I worked out with both these guys. They're fit. Eric's fast. Eric, what's your 10K so time? No, I'm not. I'm fast. Not. You're fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks you guys too. You want to eat some barbecue? Go eat some barbecue. Oh, and for quickly, anyone who was trying to figure out what he was saying in Hawaii, if older people, <laughs> uh, <laughs> older people hey, are uncles. I'm not. So he's basically saying I'm not educated. And anyone? Who, no, no, just kidding. <laughs> anyone older than you that's a male is an uncle. Anyone yeah. that's older than you that's a female is an auntie. So you'll come over there. All the kids will call you Uncle Savon or Uncle. You know, that's everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Girl, yeah. Yeah. A girl texted me today, Uncle Matt. I'm, you know, oh, how I'm, sweet. I'm, so when he says uncles, he doesn't have 400 and, uncles. Yeah. He has everyone's an uncle. And, and, and okay. one other thing, like it's like the last thing about Keikaha is it for me. I when I was raised on Kauai, it was there's one stoplight. It was like there, there's a community there of, uh, that I was raised in that's like old fashioned Hawaii, and that's kind of being lost throughout the island because there's so much money coming in there. Um, this place out in Keikaha is like has is the last place on Kauai that has that community of aloha that I was raised in. I mean, and it's it's going to be so special, like for people to come and be able to like you're going to actually experience real Hawaii like it was 50 years ago. You know what I mean? And it's something that's so you're encouraging people to come there. Oh yeah, swing by because, there. It's because, not just a place just for no, kids yeah, because, in the hood to work. Know, it's like people need to feel the love. Yeah, come there and work out. Bottom line is the love that's coming out of there is going to be so untainted and pure. It's like it's. I mean, that's why people come to the run. I think because they they experience something that's you know that's totally unselfish, and it's and it's when you when you experience that you want more of it. Right. And you know yeah. you want to bring that everywhere you go in the world. Absolutely. And that's aloha. It's just basically laying your life down and giving to people and just you know it's today was three podcasts and it's all about giving perfect all oh, cool. three of them we started with chris oh, cooper yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, all about yeah. giving then we yeah. did sam dancer and matthew bickle it's all about giving 
So if you guys want to go to donate, now we have Aaron Hawk. Hit the give button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the website, www.crossfit. Oh, if you go to if you just go to the ultimatehawaiiantrailrun.com. Okay. That'll take you right to it. Or if you go to CrossFit Poipu, there's a link that'll take you to it. Okay. Looks like Kakaha is up and running too. CrossFit and Kaka, yeah, you can go there too. There's a give button on any of those. Hey, let's let's do a little QA on this thing right now. You want to hit give and let's see what happens. Okay, get your let's, get, let's get your credit card out, Savon. I am okay. going to. Where's my credit card? Do right now. Read it right now. We're going platinum. Yeah, go ahead and give five hundred. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got three babies. Expensive. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and um, type in my name. Hundred's good. Hundred's good. I like it. Would you like your employer to match? Fuck yeah! Click the shit out of that. Sick. <laughs> no, put Leaf at CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> employer pretty- name. Put just typing. Oh wait. Not. Oh, not in the list. Oh, there's no. Wait. Employer name. That doesn't work. Forget that. That. Dedicate my donation in honor of memory of someone. Click that. Uh, you can put a leaf in there too. Yeah. Yep. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Foo leaf. <laughs> <laughs> For you. Leaf. For you leaf. Uh, yeah. That's good. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. And let's keep going. Is that my name? Oh yeah. That Sevon. S e v a n. Sevon at CrossFit. Eight oh five. If you donate more than a hundred dollars, you get one of these shirts. How much do I have to donate for that? Five hundred. Okay. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. No, no, no. no. It's a hundred dollars. I was just. I'm good. It's one of my old tactics back in the day. Uh, how about my phone number? Eight oh five. Yeah. If you donate a hundred dollars, you get a gift shirt. So we're gonna get you a gift shirt. Come on. Two five two. Um, okay, ready? <laughs> yeah, Are we awesome. gonna give this everybody? Is, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got my type bed ready. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna cut, but I'm yeah. gonna give, but I'm gonna give the money. You'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can go here, Savan. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll, it'll, think it'll even be, be there. Stars. Yeah. <clears throat> There's one part we missed, Matt. And you were asking about my fastest 10k. Yeah. Forty-four twenty. Uh, you just. You just <laughs> oh, it, is that your? Fa- that, so he's, this one. He's just got. He's got that on hand. Oh yeah. Uh, just wait, in case you're asking. It's missing a like. There we go. Well, yeah, congratulations. And also, and also this year too, the run that we're doing, we have. It's we're gonna. We have a special location where we're gonna do it this year, and it's like, it's it's unreal. It's not on the Canudes and Ranch. It's it's on. It's probably gonna be on the Princeville Ranch. Okay. And it is broken here first on the CrossFit podcast. That's where you heard it. Yeah. It's amazing, and it's um. 11, what's what's the date on that? September fifteenth. Great. It's Matt. Guess what I have to do? Mm, when right now? Yeah. You have to pee. Yes. Oh, yeah, and you got stinky breath too. I what? Can smell it from here. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks you guys so <laughs> much. You're gonna come over for barbecue. Yeah. Awesome. Do it. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, thanks guys. Land the plane, Eric.